Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Has the revelation God spoke to you become reality in your everyday life? Why not? Take a listen today. And I hope that this will help you bring distinctions to that which God speaks to us and then our response to Him to see it become reality in our life. We need this so much. I also hope that you will subscribe to Tent Talk, that you will give us a five-star review and rate Tent Talk so that others will be able to see it more easily and be able to find us. We want you to help us to get the message out. Thanks so much. So what are you doing with the revelation that he has spoken to you? What have you done with the revelation that he has spoken to you? Let's just say in the last three to six months, if you were to write down the things that literally he has personally spoken to you, how many things would there be? One, because let me tell you, one revelation from God (laughs) is like profound and can revolutionize a life. But to to think or to experience, let's just say somewhere between five to 10 things in the last three to six months, he has spoken to you and you know, this was him revealing a lie to me. He was exposing the motivation behind certain behaviors uh, in your life. He was showing you where someone is manipulating you and therefore told you, step out from that relationship. Maybe he revealed to you how you were beginning to get bitter again and the self-indulgence was beginning Uh, to make an open show of itself because of that bitterness. Because bitterness will say, well, to hell with you. If that's the way you're going to be, then I'm going to, you know, treat myself to this. Then I'm just going to, you know, throw off all restrictions from myself. And I'm just going to do whatever it is that I want. And let's just say that three months ago, God revealed to you that that's what's happening because you are bitter, you are hurt, you are in pain about something that another person didn't do for you. And in that revelation, what he showed you was that flesh and self care far more for what others don't do for us than it does for what God the Father has done for us and who he is to us. And he split you wide open inside and and very, very clearly revealed, that's revelation, he revealed to you that this is the nature of self. It cares nothing about God. It cares everything about itself 
and what self thinks will fix its problem. So these are just some examples of how God could have been bringing revelation to you over the last three to six months. Now, my question is, what are you doing with that revelation? Is it sitting in a notebook? Is it written out on a post-it note and up on your mirror, but now you've gotten so used to seeing it on the mirror, you don't even, <laughs> it, it doesn't even catch your attention anymore? Had you totally forgotten it? Have you ever been like me where literally the God, the God (laughs) of the world, God spoke to you and you forgot what he said? Has anybody else out there ever experienced this? You know, this is why it says in the scripture that uh, the distractions of this age, the, the cares, the anxieties, uh, the deceitfulness of riches can literally um, snatch away the very seed of God's voice and word. Isn't it amazing? So I think my encouragement to you today as I'm sitting here in Austria today getting ready to catch my train from Vienna back into Poland for my last few days of this trip in Poland. And I'm sitting here looking out and I'm thinking, Father, I know what makes this inward difference in my own life and walk with you. How do I share this with others? That no matter what else is going on, if his living word to you, spoken to you, is not then taken by you as the literal weapon of your warfare. And every time the lie comes, you must release that revelation to blow that lie up. Not once, not twice, each time. That if revelation is going to become reality in your life, It must be taken up as the living word that your father has spoken to you. And he says, now, when the lie comes, you say what I say. And he has a way of bringing you into such agreement with him that you are not just trying to rotely quote some scripture like it's an incantation, like it's the rubbing of a rabbit's foot as your lucky charm. It is in the revelation becomes so brilliant to you. It breaks open so pure within your spirit that you begin to download it into your soul. You begin to wield it as a sword. You begin to lift it up as a shield because you really believe it. You've stayed with him in the revelation and you've, you've thought of it. You've meditated on it. You've asked questions of him about it, and he has explained it to you. He has untangled all the knots. And when that word now comes out of you, because it's now become reality to you, you really believe it. You really agree with it. And there is nothing like when you and the Father move as one by you simply saying what your Father says when all hell is breathing down your neck 
in the middle of your day, while you're driving your car, when you're going to sleep at night, when you get up in the morning. My friends, that's not legalism, and that's not just your Christian duty. That's you as a son that begins to have a jealousy being being developed deep within you is when hell comes and wants to say to you, a blood-bought son of God, that God does not love you, you will fling the covers back on the bed. You will step forward and you will say, you will not come here and talk about my father like that. You understand there's a, there's a reciprocal jealousy that begins to awaken in you. When you give God time to take revelation that he has spoken to you, which is phenomenal, but it can't stay in the revelation phase. It must progress deep down into your gut as reality because you are taking hold of it. Because you begin to say, Father, I see what you're saying. I see what you're showing me. Father, I thank you that you have taken time to speak to me, to nurture me, to awaken me, to convict me. You are loving me by training me. You see, Hebrews 12 says, those whom he loves, he disciplines. That's not punishment, my friends. That's preparation for living. But when hell comes and it's gone from the revelation to the reality phase, when you step forward, you're not some whimpering son in a corner. You are a jealous son, according to James 4, 5. And now you speak and say, I know my father and I know he loves me. And you get up. And you proceed in your day as a loved one. And I don't know when you might feel this, my friends. This is how we live in the spirit where we know that we know that we know. Not because of our anointing and not because of our diligence to study. It is because you are having deep, intimate interaction with the Father. And that could look messy. That could look a little bloody. That could look a little boring at times. But my friends... We are those who have been made one with him. And we need to give him all the time that is necessary to take the revelation that he has spoken to us and that it becomes reality because we take hold of it. And we say, now, Father, make this real in me with my full cooperation. My friends, if you just occasionally visit truth, if you read something and say, oh, that was awesome, or that was a great message, or, you know, I know I've got homework to do, and I've got a session coming up, and if I don't get my homework done, then, you know, no, no, no. Listen to me. This is the living Word of God coming to you. This is your Father speaking spirit to spirit. This is riding in on the absolute perfection of the finished work of Jesus. It is Holy Spirit who is teaching you. He is un unveiling things. He is pulling off the, the cover. The scales are falling off. And you have the privilege, the priceless privilege of God raising you into maturity.
And it is not legalism for me to say, then yours is to take that word up as a living agreement between you and the Father. And like a machete at times, you cutting through fields. And, and maybe you've heard the old saying before, you know, I got down in the weeds. I was in the weeds and I couldn't get out. The machete is, is that there came this light, the word spoken by my Father, the living word of God. And I was able to cut through that field of discouragement. I was able to cut through that that field of rejection. And how would I do that? By declaring with every swing of the blade, my Father has made me acceptable. My Father took care of me. See, I want you to maybe shift some of your emphasis. It's not the Father made me acceptable, which that's part of it. But but it begins to grow when you realize my Father made me acceptable to Him. Let the whole world reject me. Let them never call me. Will it be the lifeblood of my existence that my Father has chosen me? He has taken hold of me. He has set his affections upon me. He thinks about me more times in one day than there are sands on the seashore. My friends, this is the invigoration we need and the awakening we need in this hour. Revelation must become reality. Do not, do not grow weary, my friends. Hmm? Listen, do not grow weary in the fight of faith. Our fight is the fight of who we will believe, who we will trust, who we will depend on. Lean into him today. And with every lie that whispers, you meet it with the truth. Not because you're talking to the devil all day. You're talking to yourself and to your own soul, and you are downloading the truth. When I have vile thoughts that oftentimes try to revisit me, because they're not my own, because I'm not vile. (laughs) Evil thoughts are not mine, because I'm no longer evil. Good self-motivational thoughts are not my thoughts either, because I'm no longer trying to be good. I'm alive to God. And when those thoughts come, as I'm walking through my day, nobody else can see this. This is, in, this is the inner life, my friends. You're in the fight <laughs> of your inner life. And I will say with every step, Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you, Father, that you have chosen me. You see, I'm not just talking to the air. I'm talking to my soul. And I'm telling my soul, here is what is true. Here is what is true. So I pray that this has encouraged you today. There is no formula, my friends. There is the deep abiding fellowship with our Father. It's living and it's real. And what begins with the staggering bright light of his revelation to you must now become the reality of your everyday life. Take it up. Take the responsibility of your part in the process. Speak what your Father is speaking. 
speak it into your soul. Let the living word cut roots so deep in the spirit of truth that go deeper than the lie so that no matter what is happening around you, you can laugh in the face of danger because you know the reality of my father is greater than the reality of anything I'm actually living through. It's about time that the eternal swallows up everything else. Nothing shall exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Read it in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. What thoughts do I take captive? My friends, they're not really thoughts against you. They're against the Father, as always. It says that we take every thought captive that keeps trying to take a higher place in my life okay, than the knowledge of God. Revisit what he has spoken to you. Revisit it. Think about it. If he spoke it to you, you need it for your everyday life right now in real time. Let's go from revelation to reality, my friends. And then we can proceed on into responsibility, reproducing, all of these other things. All right? I love you all. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.